0: this team will represent this area it's a tough division the city's full of tough people everything in my power, every day, make sure the people of this city and this area are proud to say that we're there to go Giants. We're not going to back down from anybody. Down the sideline for Tate. He's got it. Golden Tate is going to go for the touchdown. takes the snap back to throw, steps up, he's going to run, Jones to the 5, touchdown Giants! Daniel Jones on a 7-yard run! you in the nose for 60 minutes i'm making that clear right now welcome everybody to a new episode of the truth in reality show i'm your host anthony roman reporting in the middle of nowhere right now you just heard for about two minutes the uh, uh, mr chuck knox waking up the giants video that if you're a fan of the giants it pumps you up if you're not a Giants fan, it does nothing. But as you all know, uh, week one has just ended. And we, we've seen multiple, te- multiple teams either play sloppy, play good. We've seen a lot of teams not look like themselves. For example, the Chicago Bears and and the 49ers both was, are supposed to be an elite uh, defensive team and they did not look like it both of them gave up more than 400 yards. We saw guys like Russell Wilson be throw over 70% of his of his throws and we saw Ben Roth's Big Ben come back after not playing for for a year. We saw Tom Brady for, uh, for the first time in his career play with a team That's not called the New England Patriots. We saw Philip Rivers look like Philip Rivers. And we saw Philip Rivers not... doesn't matter the Chargers. It doesn't matter the Colts. Philip Rivers throws interceptions. You would think with the the elite offensive line that he has. With the Colts. And the great team that he had with the Colts. That he could have pulled off a, a, a great game. Against the Jaguars. And ladies and gentlemen... He was horrible. People could say, oh, he had 363 yards. He threw two interceptions against a team that lost multiple players on defense. The Jaguars defense is not the same defense that that was in the AFC conference three years ago against the Patriots. It's not the same team. We see the Browns who, again, again look like they're probably on the brink of trading everybody again and restarting all over again. It just doesn't make sense that a team that has all the talent that it did has right now, currently, lose 38 to 6. If you take a step back and look at the people who they have on their team, there's no reason why they should have lost 38 to 6 to the Ravens. I mean, maybe they still would have lost, but 38 to 6 is a blowout. You were nowhere near close. There's no like if and or maybes that, that could have changed the game. The truth and reality with that situation is you sucked. And if the Browns continue this again, this will not just be the first time where people raised hope with this team and they let down everyone yet again. And that's what it looks like for them right now. Baker Mayfield does not look great. Odell does not look great. Odell looks doesn't look all pro. I saw a statistic today that since he's been in the league, he's only uh, the 67th best wide receiver or some, some kind of, you know, metrics, analytics response. Um, the Cardinals came in and they beat the 49ers. The 49ers went to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, and their defense did not look elite. Um, the Rams, came in, Rams beat the Cowboys, but technically they beat, the, they beat the Cowboys due to a pass interference that gulloped, uh did in the fourth quarter against Ramsey. You know, yesterday the in the Titans game, the game finished sixteen to fourteen, but the truth and reality is that their kicker missed three field goals and an extra point. So you're saying in total, he's responsible of them not scoring an extra ten points. This game could have been twenty six to fourteen and, and a result between the, the Titans and the Broncos, but it ended up sixteen to fourteen. Very reachable for the Broncos. And that's week one. You know, the truth and reality, I think, in this situation is I'm very interested in how some of the teams are going to be in going into week four and later. Because no preseason games, no mini camps that happen between February and July that usually happens to help teams get start getting it going to understand the playbook. And you're seeing teams have to make readjustments. I mean, I think, for example... A young, a lot of these teams who probably had multiple players didn't have a great game because they had to make adjustments. Usually, team I think teams that won this past Sunday are teams that have majority of the starters coming back, the majority of the same players coming back. Um, long story short, it's week one. Some of these teams will not look the same in week four and five and six some of these teams may have an elite defense or offense in the first four weeks and then for for whatever reason because teams get used to them or what have you they don't look the same after four weeks i don't know you know if you look at preseason games a lot of times when you look at preseason games there are certain teams who play great offense or great defense in the preseason and then when the regular season shows up they're not the same team so that's what I think this team this whole season is gonna be. They're gonna be some teams here who are gonna probably start off very good and then end up playing very poorly, very poorly um down the stretch. You know, Packers won, Packers beat the the Vikings, but the Vikings didn't have Daryl Hunter, and they have a young secondary. Did the Packers really beat a team, or did they beat a team with inexperience and uh, two pass rushers who are supposed to be the elite pass rushers not play. You know, did the Bears really beat the Lions, or did the, the two starting cornerbacks getting hurt for the Lions help the Bears come back and get 21 points in the fourth quarter and eventually win the game? You know, et cetera, and so forth. You know, the truth and reality a lot of these teams don't may look different. And look at the Washington. Washington won 27-17. They didn't uh, have over 300 yards, total yards. But they also played a team in the Eagles that had five to six starting players already missing. Then two uh, guards, left guard and right guard, on their offensive line that aren't great. Then Lane, Lane Johnson d- didn't play. Then their backup to Lane Johnson got hurt. Then Alson Jeffrey didn't play. I mean, et cetera and so forth. Did the Eagles lose the game or did the injuries impact them to the point where they couldn't look like a 500 team like they have in the past? This is just, it's going to be a crazy season. I've said it with baseball. I'm going to say it with basketball. This is COVID-19 season. Things are not going to look normal. Things are not going to feel and and look the same. It's better to accept that now rather than accept that later. That's the truth and reality. There's no history to really analyze any of these seasons. You cannot analyze any of these seasons and say, well, we, they have experienced this before in the past. Like, no, ladies and gentlemen, unless there's reports of what sports experienced during the Spanish flu, which is the last time the world was infect, infected by such something so big that people lost jobs, died and got infected where people had to wear masks. It was over 100 years ago. There's no, ladies and gentlemen. There's no uh, comparisons to what what's going what's currently going on in the NFL, baseball. Baseball just passed today a bubble for the playoffs, where te- teams will play between Texas and California for the playoffs. A bubble for the playoffs. You know, I mean, it's it's just gonna be a, a crazy. A crazy season for everyone. Right now, we're seeing teams like the Heat. Did the Heat really beat Milwaukee in the playoffs? Or did the Greek freak being gone help the chances of the Heat winning even more? Did the Blazers really lose to the Lakers? Or did the Lakers take advantage of injuries and players not being themselves? Did the Lakers actually beat Houston? When Westbrook, the truth and reality is that Westbrook came in... Came in not the same play he was prior to the bubble plot, prior to COVID. And he never looked like himself in the playoffs. Let's just be realistic about that. But these are the playoffs. Right now, you see that the Nuggets are doing the same thing they did with Utah. They were down. And now, for whatever reason, they have come back and going to another game decision, um, winner goes home uh, series against the Clippers. 3-3 3-3 series. And if the Clippers lose, this is the, probably one of the most disappointing teams in the NBA if they go home tonight. You know, you have George, you have Kawhi Leonard, they have a plethora of great role players, probably the best in, in the NBA right now, in my opinion, and have one of the greatest coaches who's won, who's been to the NBA championships and has won championships and has been a great coach since his Celtics days. Um... And the truth and reality is the Clippers lose, the Clippers are a joke. You know? I don't know how, how how to look at that any other way. But the Clippers are not supposed to be going to the series three and three. They weren't supposed to almost lose to Dallas. They beat another example for an LA team. Did the Clippers beat Dallas Mavericks or did Dallas Mavericks losing Przingis and uh, Luka getting hurt changed the whole format of the of, of the series. I and mean, let's be realistic: Przingis in the last two or three games stretching the floor, having his de- defense pres- uh, presence and his ability to score could have changed so many different games, and that um, could have changed the whole series. But the truth and reality is, the Clippers won. Przingis is hurt, and now the Clippers could be losing tonight. It's just, it's just a um an interesting, interesting year right now. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to, how any more to say it. i say it any any other way. I mean, right now, I'll give LeBron James probably the most credit ever this season because prior to the season when he was with Cleveland, the the not the first time but the second time, and with Miami, he always had two other guys who were top 10 in the division. When he was with Miami, he had Dwayne Wade, and he had Bosch. Bosch and Wade both led their teams to the playoffs prior to James joining the Heat. So they didn't know they were already great. And they, and they won championships, and they went to, they won championships, and they lost. They didn't win the 4, 5, and 6, like LeBron said, but they did make the NBA championship. And he went to Cleveland, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were not are not never let the Cleve, never let any of their teams they, they were prior to LeBron James to the playoffs. But Kevin Love healthy and a Kyrie Irving healthy is top ten in the position. So again, how is LeBron James not going to win with Cleveland this time and not go to the NBA NBA championship with those guys in in their lineup and, and, and helping them win? You know. Now he's with the Lakers, and really, this is, his, his, he only has one other guy besides besides him who's considered elite at the position. Him and Antonio Davis are elite. Other than that, he has a whole bunch of great role players between Dwight Howard, McGahey, Rondo, um, Kuzma, Morris, um, and more. This is people just they don't have. He doesn't have that Kyrie Irving. Or or Kevin Love, Chris Bosh, like third guy who, if Davis and LeBron did not score 25 points in that game, this guy's going to come in and he's going to score between 18 and 25 and take over the fourth quarter. He doesn't have it. So for me, this is LeBron's best season in terms of measuring up what he's doing in the playoffs. You know, Michael Jordan didn't have third guy in any of his nba championships you could say all you want take away pippen take away take away michael there was never a guy who has led the team any other team to the playoff to uh to the players prior to joining the bulls and and could average 20 plus points or more you could say whatever you want to say about dennis rotman dennis rotman could not hit free throws dennis rotman was not a scorer can't disqualify what he was as a role player because that's what he was. He was a great role player who came in and played great defense, got in the heads of the opponents, and always averaged 11 rebounds or more. But the truth and reality is, who was the third guy? Tony Kukoc, Tony Kukoc was a great six man, but he's not a guy who, who ever in his whole career has led a team to the playoffs. He's always been that great guy who's, who's been a great, you know, A great addition to score some points. Have a random game where he scores 20 points. But he's never been the guy. Like a Bosch. Like a Wade was. Or like a a Kevin Love. Or Kerry Irving. But ladies and gentlemen. This is where we are. Uh, Donovan from the Oklahoma Thunder is not coming back. I think he did a great job after leaving college. And now he's gone. Where is he going? I don't know. Um, The Pacers fired their coach. Mike D'Antoni left again. I mean, but the truth and reality is, Mike D'Antoni did does what Mike D'Antoni does. He always knows how to put together an offense that could score over one hundred ten points that looks exciting, but he's never been able to have that defense that can go along with it. I think he lost not just because Westbrook was not himself, but I also think that. They didn't also the the Houston Rockets also didn't have the defense to really challenge the Lakers. You know, uh Tuck PJ Tucker was a gr- was a great uh defensive presence, but the reality is besides him, who who was gonna stop Antonio Davis? Who was gonna be the guy to do the other things? Westbrook is not a great defensive guy. James Harden is not a great defensive player. Um that's just the truth, and that's just the reality. In um, baseball right now, it's la- less than 15 ga- games to the season. And the truth and reality is there's a lot of teams still in it. My New York Mets are still only two and a half games back in less than 15 games. They can easily win five games and either be tied or hold a spot for the last, uh, last spot in the playoffs for the National League. Like I said in the past, the National League this year will have will have um eight teams representing both the National League and American League in the playoffs, and do their own version of the NBA kind of playoffs. Um, we'll see what that goes. Very interesting thing in the playoffs. Now, the thing I want to talk about today, besides what's been happening in the playoffs, what's been happening in all these different sports. Is something I was thinking about the other day. Now, what I was thinking about the other day was on Instagram. They showed on on Sports Center a time when Stephen A. Smith was talking on his radio station. He was being filmed with a cowboy hat on, and Shaq called, and Shaq called, and he did he didn't even disguise his voice um, in a way where you couldn't tell it was it wasn't Shaq. But for whatever reason, Stephen A. Smith just looked like he didn't know it was Shaq. And just the face that, that, that Stephen A made was funny. But one of the things I was thinking about, you know, in the last five to ten years, when you watch Sports Center, when you lit, watch games and you see all these different reports, you always see like these different um measurements of statistics of how certain players were. For baseball, they would be like between the seventh and ninth inning, this is the batting average of this team. On the last ten games, this is how the teams are in terms of you know in 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 football. If they ran the I formation, the team rushed this way. If they ran shotgun this way, the the, the team performed that way. You know, um, guys only good in zone coverage. Guys only good in in man coverage. Um, you know, in, ba- in, in basketball, it's oh, it's another superstar team. It's so all the superstar this. But the measurements that that I more or less want, um, that I want to talk about, that I don't, is an interesting topic, and, and, it, and it kind of resolves all around basketball because you can't really measurement measure it anywhere else. And one of the things that I find key, I don't know about anybody else, in most games for basketball is free throws. You know, this previous week the Celtics beat the Raptors, and they were fouled, I think, 23 times. And they only beat the Raptors by, like, 5 points. But they also shot 56% of their free throws. They actually kept the game a lot closer than what they should have if they actually hit all their free throws. They, they could have won by 10 points or even 12 or 15 if they shot at least 75% of their free throws. But they shot 56. So an interesting statistic that you'll never hear because... It doesn't make sense to really do research on. Like I mentioned before, it's about Shaq. Now, if anybody knows Shaq, Shaq is probably one of the worst free throw shooters in the history of the NFL, uh, NFL of the NBA. He's an elite basketball player, Hall of Famer, great, dominating. He he Shaq Diesel. He's a rapper. He's an actor. He's now a TV analyst for TNT. He's a DJ. He thinks he's a break dancer, whatever. But the truth and reality, ladies and gentlemen, is he was a horrible free throw shooter. And the thing that I wanted to measure is how many games did Shaq play in his career and where his team lost by three points or less? How many times did they lose? And how many times did his inability to shoot over fifty percent of his free throws in those games. How many times of his lack of free throw, free throw making stopped him and his team from winning? No one's gonna do this this look back. No one's gonna look back and see see that. You know, back in the day in his heyday, he was getting shot he he was getting fouled at least ten times a game. And he only made odd times between four five free throws out of the 10 attempts you know 50 percent is not great and there's a lot of players out there right now Rajay Rondo a guy who's a point guard usually point guards are not horrible free throw shooters he's horrible right now one of the things that people are not talking about LeBron James LeBron James is actually shooting his worst in terms of free throws ever you know and and that's one of the things I, I think about about LeBron is that the first time he faced Golden State where Kyrie Irving got hurt and the game went to overtime and, you know, they played competitively with with the guys that they had after Irving got hurt. But the truth and reality is in that game, he shot shot below 70%. What happened if he had hit 70% to 80%? The Cavaliers would have won one game. Kyrie Irving would have not gotten hurt. And maybe the series would have been more competitive. And maybe the Cavs maybe the uh, the calves would have pulled off the uh the series and beat Golden State in that first time that Golden State and the Cavs have faced each other. But it's an interesting thing. There's there's no other sport, you know, in baseball you can't say that someone's doing 70, 80, 90 percent of the time and for whatever reason, he's like a fifty percent. You know, if a closer only is fifty percent um, good, he's not a closer after the first year. He's not a closer even for the rest of the season. Once, once teams make adjustments, you know, a kicker, a kicker does the equivalent to what free do for NBA teams, which is get that extra point. That is basically it should be easy. But for whatever reason, it doesn't end up uh, easy. I mean, the only difference is in the NFL, when an extra point and field goals is attempted, there's wind that changes things at, at some sometimes, and the pressure of opposing teams sometimes plays part. But there have been games when guys kicking 20 yards away and the guy misses in the last three to five years, um, the NFL has pushed back where the field goal um was supposed to be kicked to make it more competitive, and we've seen guys not get the extra point. Yesterday in the Titans and Broncos game, the Bronco, uh, the Titans uh, kicker missed the extra point game and missed three field goals. Okay, him alone, if he had made the field goals and the extra point, could have made a, a game that was that ended up sixteen to fourteen go to twenty six to fourteen, a very different game. But that's the truth. And that's what happens. In the NBA, free throws to me are so important. I, I can't look at it in any, any, any other way. If you don't hear free throws, it's, just, it's, it's bad. And that's one of the reasons why I think I never... One of the things, Knox, I always have on LeBron James. LeBron James is not a great free throw shooter, shooter compared to Michael Jordan. You know? he has He has had more games... In comparisons to Michael Jordan. Where he shot below 70% of his free throws. I don't think Michael Jordan has ever done that. You know. No one's going to really look at that. Because everybody's going to say. Well look how much he scored the threes. And the, and everything else he did for the team. Free throws is nothing. Probably right. But I take it as a, something that you need to be effective on. You know. It's one of the things that helps James Harden. James Harden makes a lot of attempts uh of uh, few goal attempts in every game especially before restbrook and if James Harden did not have a great game he flopped he he flopped and got fouled at least 14 times and then what did he do he had 12 or 14 of his free throws so he made 12 points he could have shot 35 between 40% and 35% of his of of his regular shots And because he had 12 points, and because of all the attempts he had, he still ended up with 30 points. But, I don't know, this is just me. You know, it's an interesting interesting statistic that I would actually like to see. How many games could Shaquille O'Neal, getting back to Shaquille O'Neal, how many more games could Shaquille O'Neal have in his career if he had hit 75%? Of his feet throws. How many more games would his teams won? How many in each season, what seed some of his teams could have been if they could have won five or ten more games because if he, he hit seventy five percent? Could he have won more NBA championships? It's something nobody will ever look at. I'm not gonna look at it. I'm not gonna go and say, Well, Shaq could have won at least five to ten games every season because of uh because of his lack of ability to make throws, that's just that's just me um so that, that that's that's what's gonna happen right now um right now the nuggets and clip is gonna play tonight at nine o'clock in the eastern conference on the I mean, at nine o'clock on the east side uh next Monday we got the saints versus the Vaders. Uh, this Thursday, we got the Browns versus Cincinnati, which is probably going to be a boring game. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The Browns, horrible name for, for any sports team. You know, it's pretty bad. I mean, there's probably another one. Someone could probably name another sports franchise that had a worse name than the Cleveland Browns. But that's not to say, in the, say in the name of the team. Look at their uniform like how do you how do you get pumped looking at orange and white or orange and brown i always think of like what am i so always supposed to be happy about the fall and thanksgiving and and halloween cuz that's what i think about every time i see the cleveland browns ladies and gentlemen you know it's just it's it's a weird game some people are not going to like like not going to watch the game like me um that's okay. Some play, play, people are going to watch it because the, N- the NFL is a sport. I think that most people can agree that whatever NFL game was being shown this past Sunday and even yesterday, a lot of us watched maybe the whole game, maybe half the game, or maybe just a quarter of the game. But the truth and reality is we, we watched. You know, It doesn't happen with probably a lot of other sports. You know, I don't see ESPN saying anything about the NHL. That's another thing I want to talk about in the future. How the ESPN calls it's, itself the worldwide leader in sports, but neglects a lot of sports like baseball and hockey and soccer. They have these debate shows where they get these guys who formerly play with the, uh, these teams, and then they don't talk about ever what's happening right now in hockey. Right now in hockey, you know, I, I, I don't even know who's the last four teams, uh, shows like the first take didn't report doesn't report it at all. Uh, they don't d- report anything about baseball and what's happening right now in baseball. That is, it's such an interesting season. You know, it's just it's so crazy. Like for example, the Mets right now are two and a half games out of the of the last playoff spot. Right, this season they lost three major pieces because of COVID. Noah Syndergaard got hurt during spring training. Technically, you can't connect him with COVID. But he is a major piece that that the Mets lost. A number two starter that I think with Noah Syngard, you're saying the Mets are definitely two to three games better with him included in some kind of capacity. Stroman gets hurt. Marcus Stroman, the guy who they acquired last year from the Blue Jays, who's supposed to be the third starter. Doesn't perform at all this season. Just prior to him probably being activated for whatever reason, he opted out. Which I think is odd where we may learn some things in the future. Why he opted out and why he didn't finish the season. But the truth and reality is, he opted out and also hurt the team. So you're saying the second and third starter didn't even pitch the season in the two and a half games back. And then on top of that, is a guy who they signed. After the two thousand and fifteen, the guy who helped them make the World Series in two, thousand and fifteen, gets his big contract. And never plays over one hundred and fifty games. They finally get him back for the twenty twenty season, and then what does he do? On a, I think it was a Saturday, he, Saturday against the Atlanta Braves, he opted out. It's three players and they're, and they're only two and a half games back. You know, people could criticize all the moves in the world that they did during the games. But the truth and reality is they lost three guys. Three important pieces. I don't think there's any other team that lost three guys that could have made an impact like the New York Mets. Uh, right now you're hearing uh, an alarm off my watch. Off of Excuse that. But long story short, interesting week. We'll see if the Clippers can hold off and beat the Nuggets. Or if the Nuggets have that magic again coming from behind. And beat the LA Clippers. And making Doc Rivers and that whole team just look horrible. We'll see what happens in the NFL. This upcoming week we'll discuss which teams looked foolish. Which teams looked better. Which teams just didn't improve at all. Um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, year in sports. It has it has been already. Um, I'd like to see what's what's. Who's going to make the Super Bowl if there's going to be a surprise team to, uh, in the NFL this year? I always love that in the NFL. The team that wasn't supposed to have a great year has a great year. That's always something you see in the NFL. Um, anyway, long story short, wear a mask and have a great day.